welcome to the Fireside Podcast. Um, as you might have noticed, we've now got intro music. Um, thank you to Ryan who made this for us and we'll post his uh, links to his Facebook and his Instagram in the description of this. Um, we'll move on and we'll meet who we're talking to this week. I've got Matthew Thompson. Hello folks. Billy Kirkpatrick. Howdy. Craig Gregor. Evening. And Ross Stewart. Hi guys, hope we're all doing well. Um, and we've got, we almost had a full card of a uh, Premiership and Championship action at the weekend there. If it hadn't been for Dundee having an absolutely wank pitch, um, that game was postponed. Um, but we'll move on. We've got our first game came on Friday night and it was... Air United nil, Hearts one. Yep, I hope everyone was watching that because it was on the telly. Nice to see the honest men getting some airtime. As um, Hearts, another game in the telly for them. It's been quite a few so far this season. Um, I, I think I think it, it's hard to ignore Hearts. You can't really just be like, oh yeah, they're like the biggest team in the league, and then. I think they're just they're just going to get loads of TV games like wherever they go, whoever they play, really, aren't they? Tell you what, it was quite a, it was quite a good game, especially to have on the tell. I know Craig, you watched the entire ninety minutes. You want to tell us about the game? Yeah, I actually was quite impressed with the way I started. We we took the game to hearts at times where a lot of the football and like the first 15, 20 minutes was played in hearts half. It was some good passing moves from there, and the front four really seemed to link up quite well just didn't really create many chances but the movement was there and it just an hour day could have maybe done a bit better but it was no, it was yeah. a good start I, I agree it was a good performance from here it's nice to see as well because they've had a sort of run a bad form coming up to the turn of the year um, and also Hearts in the form that they're in it was nice to see them give them a game and overall I'd probably say they were unlucky not to get something from the game it's, it felt like the kind of game where a draw would have been a sort of fair result, I'd say. <laughs> you trying to talk there, Billy? <laughs> sorry, yeah, sorry, couldn't get the words out. Sorry. Um, yeah, it was a good game. I was, um, I was really impressed with uh, the the striker Andre Wright. He was, um, you know, a big physical presence, and you know, dominated. You know, the Hearts defence. He was unlucky not to score. That but... makes a fucking difference. Um, I thought you said he was going to be gash. Well, uh, so far I'm I'm proven right with my statements. He's not proven scored right, yet, good but one, he did put in a good, good physical performance. Mm-hmm. I think it. I've much preferred him. Like, I, obviously, I'm going to say this, but he seemed to do more as like the the big striker than what um, Nand Willie did to, for Hearts. In my opinion, anyway, he seemed to perform that role better. Yeah, he seemed to have a bit of a quieter game. Yeah, I'd say. Overall, um, well, one of the first talking points um, that was happened in the game was Hart seemed to have been denied a penalty in the first half. Um, in my opinion, was um, close to Stonewall, but um, what do what do you think about that one, Bill? <coughs> Excuse me. Um, uh, I've seen them given. Sally. 
is, is my is my <laughs> so my another so in an unbiased world that means it's a stonewall penalty. <laughs> Yeah, I, was, I was actually I've quite surprised given. it wasn't given, yeah, to be honest, it was at first. <clears throat> um, yeah, it, it, looked a, it looked a penalty, but yep. obviously. I think the rest just, they must have lost track of what was a penalty and what wasn't, after the one that the Hearts was given. Well, um, well, one person who seemed to think it was a penalty was uh, Robbie Nielsen, and mm-hmm. would not stop going on to um, the fourth officials, and uh, the referee ended up getting himself a, a yellow card for his moaning uh, in the first half. He just he comes across as just a prick. Uh, to be honest, well, that's what he is. Slander. Yeah, he's quite, he's quite arrogant. I'm sorry to Robbie to if he is listening. <laughs> I am not. And he, even um, I, um, once half time came, straight on the pitch, straight into the referee's face, moaning. Like, was lucky not to get himself another yellow for that. Um, and yeah, the referee handled the situation well. Yep. Uh, well, aside from yeah. the fact that he still doesn't know what a penalty is and what isn't, but other than that, yeah. What 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 do people think of the actual penalty that was given? Um, bizarrely, I think uh, the referee just doesn't doesn't know the the handball rule is what it seems like. Either that, or he just missed the fact that it's hit off him Jack Beard's leg before it hits his arm. I don't I don't know. Yeah, I don't think he's seen it but uh, hit off his leg than onto his arm. Cause I think if he did see it, I don't think he'd have gave a penalty. Well, it's a poor one. Well, look, we'll all we can it's, say uh... is Robbie Nielsen's seen it back and it said it was a stone ball penalty because it's at his arm. So, we, we can assume that Robbie Nielsen's that. got that one right as well. <laughs> but apart from that, I don't really think... Either team's goalie had much to do. It just, I think, yeah, Air had no shots on target, and Hearts maybe had two or something in the full game. Yeah, it was. It probably wasn't. It was. It was a decent game to watch, but there wasn't many clear cut chances really for either team. So it could. It could have went either way. It was just unfortunate for Air that they've been robbed. Yeah, they probably probably deserved a, a draw. A goalless draw would have been a fair result, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I felt like it was going that way. Judging by both teams' performances. Well, that result in, and the other results that week, uh, the weekend, left air in a position where they're three points away from the relegation playoffs, but also three points away from the promotion playoffs. Just shows how open that league is. Apart from Hearts, they're going to run away with it. Yeah. And Dalo and who are probably going down-down. Well, that, hey, um... Al- well, you know what? Aloha could catch our broth. They've got a game in hand, and they're only three yes, behind. Yes, but it's Aloha. Hey, you say well, it's Aloha, but we'll get on to them at some point. Y- yeah, you say it's Aloha, because Aloha did win at the weekend. Um, 2-1 against Queen of the South, uh, Weapon Boys. I am um, shocked. Me. I didn't expect that to happen. Uh, Queen of the South aren't a very good team, to be fair, so... I know, but now they're Aloha. <laughs> Do you think the delay in the, the kickoff time may have affected Queen of the South? You know, given the travelling and then... Possibly, possibly, but they're professionals. They should, well, a, a wee half-hour delay shouldn't affect them too much. No, I, I just... I think you go in your mindset, you prepare for something, and then up until about 45 minutes before kickoff, it then all of a sudden changes. It's a bit... Depends as well, because I don't know what um, Alois' situation is for away teams, because obviously... Away teams can't use the the dressing rooms. 
don't mm. know where they're know, is it like a, a, a situated it there maybe they're in the kfc yeah. or maybe they're going to the kfc, KFC. toilets i think that is where it, <laughs> i think it must be you've got the answer there must be kfc yeah. mm-hmm. um we'll swiftly move away from that game because we're going to talk about our both to firmly nil in a game that probably shouldn't have gone ahead because that win was <laughs> terrible when as um the Dunfermline manager quoted uh, the referee saying that the weather was farcical before the game, but um, he still let the game go on. Uh, I don't know too much where that was uh, fat from them or not, but well, it, yeah. it made it a bit more of an enjoyable I guess watch. It's... Yeah, else. oh, well, exciting. Um, but yeah, you see, it's like what seven minutes into the game or something, the goalie tries to kick the ball and it just comes straight back. Well, <laughs> essentially straight back to him. Um, just kind of goes up and floats floats around in there, and he's kind of watching. He's like, "Where's this going?" Yeah, it was one of those games where you really need to um, win the coin toss and get that first the the pick for which <laughs> the side. Because yeah. that is one one of the ones where the advantage does actually happen from winning the the coin toss. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, both did take advantage of it. Um, it was a bit of a calamitous first goal from O'Brien, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not a bad hit, but it was a bit of a deflection. I don't, I don't really know what's happened. I couldn't really tell what happened. I just sort of laughed at it. Um, I think it does take a rather large deflection, and then if it's going goal bound, and then a deflection like that, it's just going to take it away from the goalie, not giving yeah. much options. No, I agree. And with don't the think... wind as well, it doesn't help. No, I, I don't think Dunfermline really turned up much. And given the fact that for the last couple of weeks, I've been saying they've been playing pretty well. That was it was a pretty poor performance all round. Obviously, the conditions wouldn't have helped. But yeah, that's a broth now. Um, five runs, five five runs, uh, five wins um, now on the on the trot, I believe. Five wins. That's true. It's oh, five. That's five without a loss. <laughs> to be fair, that's a that's, win in some people. What fun. Five wins on the bounce and they've only got 14 yeah. points. Don't know how that's happened. <laughs> I think that's also um, the third one. They've only got one win in six, I think. Which uh, I was quite surprised yes. when I seen that. I thought they were on quite a good run. And they're still in third. Because nobody can put a run of results together. No. Apart from Hearts. Well, and even they, they they've struggled at times, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the second goal, uh, it came not long after the first one. It was an hour long range just kind of hit and I think it might batter off the post and just come flying back out to another broth player. He just taps it yeah. away. No, exactly that. It's, it's a good instinct as well to get yeah, on the it, rebound, but um, we probably should, the defence should probably do it. Was almost, it was almost celebrated like they hadn't scored, though. It was quite bizarre. Um, from watching it, they were like, the ball went in the back of the net, and the players all just kind of turned and looked at each other. Um, before they eventually actually kind of like ran away and got the game going again. Yeah, it's strange. It kind of caught me off guard. I was like, is the ball actually gone in the net there? Or are they just running away? They maybe yes. thought they could get more. Maybe it's it one good. of those ones where just get the ball, score more goals. <laughs> well, I guess when you well, they didn't score any more goals. When you've got that wind no. advantage, you. You want to try and take it, but it 
that was so it was a good first half from our both, but the Dunfermline didn't really seem to do much with the wind. I don't know where the wind had died down come the second half or or they just didn't really know how to handle it, to be honest, how to control it. It looked as if they were playing a lot of passes, like a lot of ground balls as well. It's as if they were trying to keep the ball on the ground. Um which is fine, but they, but they weren't really trying to take advantage of the conditions at all. And they didn't play particularly well. I, th- I think sometimes teams do get a bit like scared when they're playing in the wind that if they do play too many aerial balls, like it's going to go out of control. They're going to not not be able to like build up play very well and score a goal. So they do play it on the deck quite a lot. Yeah, I think um, obviously Dick Campbell... Um... Yeah, both manager said the opposite. He was wanting them to shoot on sight, and I think, especially with that wind, I think it's worth a go because if the ball's swirling, you never know. It makes it difficult for a keeper to save. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I think that covers that. Covers that. that yeah, covers that game. Um, the other game in the championship was Morton Nell Wraith 1. Um, bit of a nothingness affair. I don't have anything to say about no, it. No, just a, no. another win for Wraith, keeping their consistent run of uh, win-loss, win-loss. Um, <laughs> going. Yep. And who do they play next? Air. Oh, there you go. Air. So, uh, yep, air. Uh, it's a loss. So. <laughs> yeah, I'll keep it going. Right. Um, yep, and also the, the other game that was meant to be played in the Championship. Dundee v Inverness was postponed because uh, the pitch was unplayable. Was that a, an inspection that happened the day before the game? It did yeah. I think I think Dundee have a a drainage problem in their pitch just now, um, which is causing many call-offs. I believe them. Um, yeah, it doesn't look great. They're playing here tomorrow night, and I believe they've got a pitch inspection at nine o'clock tomorrow morning for that one. So doesn't surprise it is me. There's a bog. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. get my hopes up for that one going ahead. Unfortunately, and uh, we'll jump, we'll jump to the Premiership, and we'll start ourselves in Glasgow. Celtic two, Motherwell one. Um, Celtic continuing their dazzling form. Uh, <laughs> I describe it. I thought that Celtic, yeah, Celtic started really well. Um, first half was just like one nil going on about four nil, maybe like it just. Early goal coming through Stephen Welsh, two minutes in or something like that. Um, it's just oh, David Turnbull shouldn't be allowed to take corners. It's it's illegal how good that ball is in. Yeah, um, and Stephen Welsh is just barely has to jump for it and nods at home. Yeah, yeah. I think Celtic need to start putting him um, over Christie the over the man in the, the line. Yep, need more inconsistency in those those balls in. Yeah, it's much better. I think then um, sh- shortly after that, um, some people believe Motherwell should have had a penalty. Um, I, I'm not going to lie, I don't think it was ever a penalty, <laughs> but I've seen quite a lot of um, tweets Sorry, about can, it. It was we... quite a... Is this, is this the one that was outside the box, or was that later in the game? The one that was outside the, the one one was, was yard, was quite clearly outside, outside the, the box. box. I've seen a fair few yeah. folk um, mention it, but I have to say... Even looking Sorry, at it can... from slow-mo, it was outside the box. Can we just clarify, were these some people a member of the Blind Rangers Fans Association? <laughs> just checking. Uh, I only see what appears in my timeline. Um, could right. be that. So probably. Well, well, they don't. They don't, so that's the whole point. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, no, it wasn't not for me. No, no chance. Outside the box and uh Yeah, it's it's not the greatest free kick either when they eventually No, I think Craig I mean at the end of the day free kick. Could you give them a penalty, but when you've got a goalie like Scott Bain from Nets was he in Nets actually? Yeah he was. He, hey, well, he was, he in, was in Nets. He's yeah. saving it. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. He's that good. Yes. She's really good. Um and Craig's having a heart attack. Yeah, it does look like it. Um, I wish, I wish you sorry. guys could see what we are seeing. Um, Craig is uncontrollably <laughs> coughing with tears in his eyes. Yeah, um, no, it was. It was for me. It was one nil going on about four nil in the first half. Yeah, there was a good battle. It's just, like it actually, it actually looked again more like Celtic again. Um, like the fast build up, the create, creating chances. Um, I think odds on Edward missed. One at one point, he did. Yeah. He did. Missed a fairly, fairly decent chance. Yeah, just wide to the post. That was a good one. I yeah. think that's that's probably one of the best uh, halves of football Celtic have had all season. They're actually, mm-hmm. unfortunate not to capitalise. I know um, Kelly made a few um, decent stops, but I reckon yeah, they should have been cruising. Yeah, well, it it, it continued after half time because um, odds on Edward scored again. Um, he's on he's on a decent run of form and scoring goals and uh, seven goals in seven it's just, games. It's really nice build. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really nice build up play. Just the the passing from the midfield and odds on Edward gets himself involved a little bit, and then just like comes out the box and comes round and just puts it past the goalkeeper. Was a cool finish. Kind of yeah, yeah really nice finish. finish from the edge of the box. And the goalkeeper's looking at his defenders like, "How have you not done something about that?" But it's just it's just. It, it's good to see Edward doing that again. It's just his movement, some unbelievable just to get that half yard space. He's... Everyone's movement in the Celtic team for the second goal is really good as well, actually. Yeah, it was um, the finish from um, Edward. It's a finish that um, seen Celtic have in the past few games. It's that just low finish from the edge of the box into the, the bottom corner. Yeah, they're playing a bit better. Yeah, and but... if it works, then fair play. <laughs> One thing I will say from watching the highlights is that there was still a couple of set pieces where they don't look comfortable defending it. Um, I can't mm. remember who it was. I from still Motherwell, think that's a massive issue. Uh, yeah, Mugabe, they got, they got pretty much a free header, header in that yeah, yeah, in the eighteen yard Mugabe. box. Yeah, he really should have done better, and I that should have been them back in it there. Um, for me, the issue is. For me, the issue is that the centre halves don't have a consistent goalkeeper, so they don't have like. They're not playing with the same guy, and then the goalkeeper's not got the same back four in front of them all the time with the centre half issues that there's been this season. Um, and then when you you think he's getting a new lens, getting a good light, good lineup going, a good back four, he'll just c- come out of nowhere and just change it. So yeah. Um, to talk about Bizarre. to talk about the goal, obviously, um, the shot did they, the they did take a world. deflection, but. Uh, the the guy uh, Scott Bain did not jump very high at all to try it. Then um, just there's actually some there's actually some memes going about about the way that he jumped for the ball um, that I've seen. <laughs> yeah, it gave me serious Jordan Pickford vibes. He's only got little arms, but he's not reaching that one. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, I think that's that's one of the biggest issues Celtic have got going into the summer to get a solid, consistent goalkeeper that. They're not going to give the hearts. That's the aim. Well, they've got, a, in my opinion, two all right young Scottish goalkeepers, but 
And you think at this point in the season, they should just be given chances. Yeah. But yeah, do you, th- do you not think? Do you think Scott Bain has the right to try fight for his place, or do you think after recent performances I that's, you were say, that's do you him think done? Scott Bain's young. <laughs> <laughs> Just um, do you think he has the right to fight for his place, given given he's probably no. second choice at this minute in time? No. Well, at this minute in time, he's his first choice. He's the starting goalkeeper at this minute in time. Number one. But the fact that. The fact is for Celtic is they've got a big rebuilding job ahead of them. He's not going to be the goalkeeper next season. Well, he shouldn't <laughs> be the goalkeeper next season. So they no, should be at a point should, where should not be. They, they just try out, try, try the younger guys and see what they're like. It's worked with Stephen Welsh. What's wrong with trying it with the goalkeeper? I mean, it was, it was kind of working with Connor Hazard and then he got a run of games and then he just gets dropped for, out of nowhere. Um, for Barkas again, who I'm not convinced with, but yeah, obviously, like they they keep they keep saying he's homesick and he's he's not <laughs> settled. So, uh, don't know. Maybe maybe he's absolutely world class when he's settled somewhere. But obviously, um, Neil it. Lennon has mentioned Barkas is not not as physical. I don't know what it's got to <laughs> do like with him sa- saving shots, but um, yeah, not as physical. As who Scott? No, just, no his but, quote uh, a couple of weeks back was he's just not as physical. He never, he never gave physical. it a reference to who. <laughs> I don't think any of uh, Celtic's goalkeepers are really physical presences, are they? Oh, he's, Connor Hazard he's, and he's seen Scott are very Bain. quite. He's, he's like Mark thin. Henry. You'd think that that Barkas would be though. He's a he's a big guy. He's not small statured. Um, fair enough. Connor Hazard is what like eight foot tall, but he's made of twigs. Yeah, I think it's a confidence thing with um, all the keepers at Celtic at the minute. When they don't have a a solid f- four in front of them, um, they seem to be crumbling. I think that's Barkas's biggest problem. That and he can't catch anything. Yeah. No, I uh, I'd maybe be happy to give Barkas another, another chance uh, with a solid back four in front of them and a manager who's competent and will actually give him a good run of games instead of like chopping and changing every five minutes. But yeah, I mean the guy did well in the Champions League last season. He had a really good standout performance against was it Bayern Munich? Yeah. For, for, mm. for it's Athens. not. It's it's not like players just like turn to dog shit over the space of a couple of months. Well, they do with no lead. <laughs> oh yeah, there must be some sort of new Lennon so. effect. Um. Yeah, we'll move on from Celtic because honestly, we could do a whole separate podcast and just talk about the shambles that it is. But at the moment, um, but we'll we'll move on um, to another shambles of a football club, Aberdeen, as they were soundly beaten by Hibs two 0 Another yeah. game without uh, a goal for Aberdeen. What, what? How many is that in a row? Because I feel like I said this. Last week, like they just can't that's score. Four uh, in a row now without a goal. They're doing it again. Yep, four in a row. Yeah, that's it's a poor run. I'd expect to be seeing McInnes leaving if, if this well, continues. We've got those uh, those leaked WhatsApp messages that uh, stated that uh, he's away. Yeah, that's um, one win in eight in twenty twenty one for um, Derek McInnes's side. Yeah, I'd, I'd be expecting him to see him go over the next week or two, maybe. I, I don't understand why he let. Um, He's better players go. <laughs> I 
Obviously, it doesn't help they've uh, struggled with injuries, particularly Hedges, who I, I think had, has had a very good season, obviously injured. To, um, out for the rest, yeah, of, the season, for the rest though, yeah. of the season. Getting rid of Cosgrove, I think, is a good outball, but. Um, I think the, I the Cosgrove one's tough because they got offered, what, like three million for him? You're, they're not. Aberdeen can't turn that much money down. Yeah, you're right. Um, nah, I don't. I, I wouldn't blame McInnes for them losing players. I'd blame them for them play him for them, for them playing badly. But at the end of the day, it's the club's decision to sell players and offload players, isn't it? So yeah, and this not really much you can do apart from saying I want to keep them. Yeah, this, this season Costco's not really offered too much anyway, and it was a fair price tag. Yeah, to get it for him. I know I know a couple of Aberdeen fans who aren't really bothered because they went and bought a new full front line um, uh-huh. so it's obviously something yeah. further up that's sort of been the issue with the goals the issue um, well we'll talk about the game uh, and I, I, from watching it Aberdeen started reasonably brightly um, had a had a, a wee spell of like getting, getting to the edge of the box and then it kind of breaking down um, although there was a chance for Hibs quite early on um, through Cadden when Lee just kind of falls over yep. at the edge of the box and right. Cadden's through on goal and injures kind of, himself. It kind of sclaffs a shot, like makes it quite easy for the for the keeper to get it. Um, yeah, but yeah, I don't know what happened to Lee. He just looked like he, looked like he pulled, fell over and then his hamstring, I think. He's just like watching his leg got, after um, that. So he got subbed off after that. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully he's alright. Which is again more injury problems for um, yep. Big Derek. Mm-hmm. Um, um, after that. Aberdeen actually had a, a, a decent chance after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was it no, McCrory? It was McCrory, yeah. Wasn't the best of shots in the end. Just straight down Marciano's throat, but. It made him work yeah. though. It, it was a well hit shot, but just not well directed. And then after that, then it... all I've got written down is learn how to mark Martin Boyle, because he was in behind that defence about four or five times as the game went on. He's a he's a tricky wee player to to try and mark. His his pace is just too much for a lot of the defenders in this league. It always surprises me how fast he is, because he doesn't look like a quick guy. And then he get he actually gets once he gets going, he's he's off, mm-hmm. isn't he? Oh, it was um, it was actually Jamie Jamie Murphy that managed to get in, and uh, then Ferguson just comes over and just body checks him. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't you can't do that. It's what it's what it's what you're taught at Aberdeen though, because they're they're a big physical club and they just go through people. And just run into um, players. Yeah. It's what it's how they're taught to defend. They knew it was well, Super Bowl um, weekend. I'd advise them uh, to not do that uh, in the box because you will give away a penalty. Same. Yeah, going forward. Uh, Derek, and if it, you're listening. It, it was a penalty and it was given and it was soundly put away. Yep. It was, yeah. So and... that's now, it's now four in his last three games for Martin Boyle, also included the two. In this game, including the two in this game, I think that puts him up to eight for the season. Is it? Is that? I think so. Yeah, I think it was. Like 
not long after the penalty as well, this is a, on on the point of uh, learning how to mark Martin Boyle, just no one seemed to mark him. He, like, threw, straight ball through the middle from the edge of the box and he just, no one there. Um, Joe Lewis yeah. does well to come out and make himself big. Yeah, finally yeah. learning how to make a save after his performance at Livingston, against Livingston last week. But, um, I believe it was uh, Jackson Irvin that played the pass, and I felt Jackson Irvin had a standout game again. Just his, his range of the wee like, passing and stuff like that was superb for a guy that's um, obviously not played as much. I thought he's came in and done a real good job for Hibs. Well, him and um, Martin Boyle seem to have a, a good link-up so far, the, the Aussie pals. That does look a good signing for the club. Yeah. And uh, as you said, Martin Boyle did get a second goal in this game. And again, learn how to defend against Martin Boyle. What are you doing? He's just he ends up just free in the box, essentially, and manages to work work a work a shot and well, Joe Lewis has forgotten how to goalkeep and this it goes through his legs and he's just kinda left wondering why am I a goalkeeper? Do you think that's what he was thinking? Yeah. <laughs> I reckon he was. Why am I a goalkeeper? Aberdeen is sitting there and calling for it to be offside, but it just wasn't. It just <laughs> it's yeah. about two yards on. <laughs> Boyle was just too fast for the defence. It's it's one of those ones where there's two sides to it. Like, obviously he's good at making those runs, but it's just fucking shocking defending. That's all it is. It's very Aberdeen like. Well. So, what do we all think? McInnes to go? I've already said, yeah. yeah. I think he'll be out in the next couple of weeks. And there's not too much out there for Aberdeen to get right now, so they might do it. Well, no I assume what Celtic are doing is um, wait until the end of the season. Um, so they, they, they might know. do the same. I don't know. No, Neil, they You're saying that Neil about Lennon. Celtic, by the way, but Neil, Neil Lennon's he's come out and he said, oh, on to the next one, two, three, four seasons. Four more years. Well, he has, <laughs> Four more years. He has points. to reignite the ten in a row. He'll be here for another ten years. Well, I'll be here longer than that. The way it's going. Um. Well, we'll move on. Uh, Livingston finally lose their unbeaten streak after fourteen games. Was it? Um, Something like that. And they lose to St. Johnson two-one at home. What's your thoughts? On this one, I haven't seen the highlights. It's tough. <laughs> oh, oh well. Oh, well. <laughs> I'll start us <laughs> off then. The first goal is all I've got written down is ha 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 ha. What is the goalie doing? Oh, it's, <laughs> it's a, a free, free kick, kick by the, It's a it's a it's a decent free kick. Okay, but it looks like it's been been rolled. It, it did rolled, bounce like, before going in. It's good. <laughs> Twenty yards. <laughs> He's got it up and down, but it look, it's going so slow, okay? Uh, Craig could catch it, like you said earlier. Um, um, the goalie's just kind of rooted to the spot and doesn't yeah, even attempt Shriek to move for just it. just kind of stands there and um, just just looks at it as it goes in. Yeah, but, I mean, it is a tough one for the goalie because if you get it up and down over the wall into the... Into the well, it wasn't in the corner, but it was close to the side, but... I don't think the goalie was expecting it to come in like that. Yeah. I think uh, all credit to St. Johnson. I think um, 
they played very well against quite a difficult Livingston side to beat. And it'll be interesting to see how the cup final goes in a couple of weeks' time. Um, yeah, it was a, yeah. It was a rehearsal for the, the cup final. On a worse pitch, but yeah. Uh, the second goal, again, I've written lots of ha-ha-has. Because, again, the goalkeeper doesn't move from the ball being hit in and the header being struck. Yeah, it's it wasn't very good. As as much as um, Striek has been uh, quite good for Livingston so far this season, it's wasn't his best of games. It was a, it was in my it was a strange run for him to be brought in in the first place because I thought um McCrory was playing quite well, and then Striek came in, made himself worthy of the position. He's been playing well, but then. Poor game for him today. Or not today, on Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) Just like how it showed, like Livingston were just unbelievably poor for for the second goal. Like, it looked like they're either trying to zonal ad man mark at the same time and just didn't know what to do. It's uncharacteristic, I think, from a team that's been so well organised for, you know, the past 14 games. Um, But, you know, you can have a blip. I think it's a blip. I don't think the, the game will reflect what the, the cup final will be. Um, but you know, oh. um, you know, David Martindale's done a he's done a really good job. You know, turning it around. You know, I wouldn't want him. You know, I wouldn't want the team to you know maybe become Martin Stale. Um, <laughs> that would be a Martin fail. Oh, for God's uh, you sake! Know, it'd be, <laughs> it would be a terrible one. Um, but I think I think they'll bounce back. They'll be fine. I think this is just a blip. Yeah, and I'd like to announce now that uh, Billy and Jure will not be joining us in the next podcast after <laughs> that. Well, it's been fun display of power. Yep. <laughs> it's been fun while it lasted. Um, I seen today that the SPFL have um, Martin hailed him by giving him the Manager of the Month award uh, as well. Oh no! Oh, we're down to the two aside podcast. <laughs> yeah. Down to two. Jure's <laughs> oh, away. He's had enough. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we get it. His name's Martindale, yep. okay? It rhymes with stuff. He did oh. get the manager of the month award. I didn't make that up. He did, yeah. He did get the manager of the month award. Um, well, and but, St. Johnson, uh, <laughs> in the second half, they, they won a penalty. Chance to make it 3-0. Stephen May just off the bench. And uh, one of the worst penalties uh, I've seen in a while. I was going to say, one of the worst penalties I've ever seen. <laughs> And uh, it made made the goalkeeper actually look good for once in the match. Yeah, I mean, you... where's he gone? Um... I don't know where he's gone. <laughs> I was waiting for a, a jobby. Ah, okay, for the first one. <laughs> wait for a jobby. Ah, he's back from his job. Back from his jobby. <laughs> um, for those listening to the podcast, I was peeing. Um... <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um... Alexa did the fastest job in history. There was, um, <laughs> there was possible late hope for Livy as uh, Pittman managed to head it off of the post and in. Mm-hmm. Well, you got yourself very excited about this. You said, "Oh, you said can Livy do it?" Well, um, yeah, I, want, I wanted the streak to go on. I really thought, and, and I'd, um, I chose him in a, a great bet this week, so I really wanted him to is, win for that. But. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there is a reason that St. Johnson are called the Brock Lesnar of the SPFL. Have to end the streak somewhere. That's true. I do think uh, Livy will bounce back. They've they've got a home to Hamilton at the weekend. Who um, aren't a very good team. No, they're not a very good team. No, 
Um, 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 to St. Johnson, that's their only one loss in their last nine games, and the only loss was last week when they were cheated against Rangers. So, should should be no losses in yep. the last nine. So they're in some decent um, form going into that fight. Yeah. We'll, we'll move from uh, talking about Hamilton there um, to talking about two really bad teams, <laughs> Ross County and Dundee United. Uh, Dundee United back to winning ways after their horrible run uh, with a 2-0 victory. Uh, to be, to uh, be expected uh, back to winning ways, to be fair. I was the only one that predicted uh, it, but I Ross never, County are a bit rubbish. They are. i never seen yeah, it coming. Dundee United are fucking rubbish. Uh, honestly, I've never seen it coming. Um, yeah. I'm shocked. I, I thought Yogi turned them, turned Ross County around, but it feels as if they've gone back to square one again. Yeah. Uh, the, these things happen in football. They do. Um, you know. Um, Craig's favourite player, Lauren Shanklin, got himself a goal again. For the first time in what feels like years. He's well, he needs to get himself back on the, the score sheet coming up to the Euros. I've said this a few uh, times for no, different no, players. They won't be on the plane. Chances are probably not. <laughs> but, um, so, uh, Craig's squad for the Euros. Would you see? Just be taking a lot of players that he talks about. Talks about here. Well, I just think um, there's there's a lot of players that are on the fringes of squads, and and the play, even the players mm-hmm. that are in that were in the squad, like they've got the um, Steve Clark's got this cut his squad down by about seven players, I think. And some yeah. of these players just might not make the cut, but just depends on form between now and the end of the season. Uh, we'll move from terrible teams to terrible team Kilmarnock uh, continuing their losing run uh, uh, 2-0, 2-0 loss to St. Here Dillon. he comes blood is boiling This was I tell you what Kilmarnock were dreadful dreadful they made, look, they made St. Dillon look like Man City they were that bad uh, you know they've brought in Tommy Knight today which I, I think might might help them, but Tommy Knight's a very good manager, but he's not a medical worker. Um, you know. So are they still going down? Yes, I I think they will. I think the squad isn't good enough. You know, you can have a very good manager, but the squad is just not good enough to cut it out at this level. Um, yeah, Commandant were dreadful from start to finish. St Mirren thoroughly deserved the victory. Um, you know, dreadful mistake for the the second goal. I don't have no idea what Power's doing. Just decides it's just going to dance with the ball in the box, and then oh, I'll just dance around with it, and striker comes in, bang, one on one with the keeper. It's the Mincy keeper from Wednesday. He just stands, stands, just looking at it like he doesn't know what to do. He's seen like a ghost, and then bang, two nil. Um, but yeah, Kilmarnock doesn't get easier for them. Um, I feel this podcast is becoming um, the We Hate Kelly um, <laughs> podcast. Um, to clarify, well, if, um, I still we, think they'll stay up. Um, so I think Tommy Wright's a good enough manager. They've got a couple of decent midfielders, I reckon. Get a couple of results in. I know Billy right now is shaking his head in disgust because <laughs> they don't show any passion. Passion or passion, but... which was... <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, you know... Um, we'll move on to an even worse team in Glasgow Rangers uh, away to Hamilton drawing one each Ross Stewart tell us your thoughts on that game well as you know uh, Rangers riding high at the top of the league currently strolling it on easy street I could use more superlatives if we want well, obviously, it wasn't easy street because uh, yes, well, you, you, let Hamilton you never let me finish until we met the mighty Hamilton 
Well, Rangers. And Ham- Hamilton. Oh, well, Craig's interrupting my speech. <laughs> Your speech? <laughs> Go on. Jure's monologue. <laughs> uh, it's a monologue, not a dialogue. So <laughs> He's vibing here. Um, credit to Hamilton. I thought they were excellent and probably deserved the win. If it wasn't for Alan McGregor's about six saves, which is the most he's had to make all season. Hamilton and their, sorry, not Hamilton, Rangers, they realised that Celtic were going to drop points between now and the Old Firm, so they had to drop points as well to continue the chance with them of them winning at Celtic Park. That was a, the, that, only, that's why, the only reason. That's why we played Zingu, which um, Billy, I believe you watched the game, you can tell us about Zingu. I, I did, uh, and that is by far the worst midfield performance I've ever seen. Uh, just I've ever? ever seen. Uh, just ever. It just, you know, couldn't do the basics right. Couldn't, it just it just lacked any sort of ability. It looked like they just got some punter from the Morrison or the Sainsbury's behind the car park. And just went, you, you play midfield. It was horrible. Just absolutely awful. Yeah. This guy has a... Well, obviously, um, Zingu for, uh, on loan from Amion, I think. Um, they want three million, which obviously I don't see Rangers paying, paying at this point. I don't like Rangers, but I beg them, do not pay the money for him. Do I, not think, I think it would be such a waste of money. I, I think, you know, Gerard was quite scathing in his post-match interview. You know, he said a few players were not up to the standard. I think, I think it was quite easy to know who was talking about. Zungu, uh, Eaton... Um, I, I, I actually feel Eton work. just didn't have the service in the first half. I felt Kent had a stinker, to be honest. There was a few. A, a um, few. There know, was well, eleven. Well, there was ten apart from no, Alan McGregor. I did see. I did see someone saying like, "For what was it? Seven million? Do you not expect better, more from Kent?" I'm asking you, Drew, considering you're a Rangers fan. Um, I think obviously you do expect to be a bit more of the guy. Obviously. You can see he's a talent. He does um, obviously contribute a goal or assist every two games, which is still decent numbers, but I think you've got to be looking at it. Against Hamilton, I think you've got to be doing a bit better. You've got to put on a bit of the magic, which um, let's just say the magic was gone. <laughs> you had a stinker. I just want to know um, um, what uh, what's happened to Bruce Anderson between when he left there and to when he's joined Hamilton, he seems like a different different player. He caused Rangers so many problems. He nearly scored from a from a header as well. It was a really good save from from Alan McGregor. Yeah, but um, they, they eventually Hamilton did score from that header anyway. from the rebound of the save anyway. Yeah. But um, going back and to Alan the Alan McGregor own goal. As uh, Chris Boyd called it for going, some reason. Well, I have got it, I have got it written down that it's probably a McGregor own goal, but it's tough uh, yeah. to take the, the, the goal away from uh, Callaghan. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll go back to to Rangers getting the goal, and they would have thought they'd done enough uh, to steal the points away from Hampton uh, through an Eastern own goal. It's it's one of the ones where Barisic he puts a really good ball into the middle there and. There's bodies there. If it, if it hits off someone, it's going to go under the net. There's your chances. Yeah. Under the net? It, did I say under the net? Well, it's going to go under, the, under the, the, the bar. Into the under net. The bar. Under the bar. Into the net. Into the net. Yeah, no, I... I it's... Barisic is building, building himself a name for doing that, for putting like, really good crosses in and putting them into dangerous areas. And 
anyone touches that and it's in the back of the net and it just happened to be yeah. the Hamilton man. Yeah, that's Barris, which is 11th assist um, in all competitions so far this season. Yep, he'll be, he'll be gone. obviously spectacular from my left back. He, he will be gone. Yeah, Knowing his agent, who's his dad, he'll be gone. <laughs> yep, he will as well. Uh, great um, credit to Hamilton. I thought they were um, superb. Like They were one of the only few teams this season to actually press Rangers, they didn't sit back at all, they were aggressive. They were just hungry. They were hungry. And, um, I, I honestly feel well, they deserved all three points. They eventually did get themselves a point with virtually the last kick of the ball. Um, and honestly, it's the most amateur I've seen Rangers defend all season. Um, with the the ball coming in and then just not not dealing with it, not getting it away, and the second ball falls and it's snuck into the net. I don't really see how, but it has. It's gone in and it's earned them a point. Yeah, and I know a lot of Rangers fans are blaming. Um... Hollander and Goldson, who both had poor games, but it's the ninety fourth minute and James Tavernier is playing right forward when he's meant to be playing right back. Yeah, he should be back in um, there. He back was in nowhere near in position. Back. The ball comes in. Stephen Davis, who's one hundred and two, is sprinting a gut to um, try and block the cross. It's not his fault, um, but Hamilton deserved the point for sure. No one can argue that. Yep. There's a. A big point for Hamilton. Um, it moves them only three points behind Ross County now. Hunting for that. A couple games in hand, get, though, get as well, the Yeah, they've got two games in hand over Ross County. One game in hand over Kelly, but they're, they're four points behind Kelly. But I've still, I'm still tipping Hamilton to go down. Nah, they've got, they've got an act for staying up. They keep defying the odds. I don't, I don't see it again this season, though. I just don't. If if they um, play as well as they did against Rangers, I think they stand a good chance of staying up. Obviously, yeah, my money's on Ross County. Is why they're there. Yeah, my money's my on, on Ross County. Well, that's all the games from the weekend. Uh, so we'll look to midweek again. More midweek fixtures. I think what five we've got across the Championship and the Premiership. Mm-hmm. Hopefully five. Two um, championship, three premiership, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, we've, st- we'll, we'll, we've started a little game um, with the predictions. So, we're gonna everyone's going to give their predictions. and Basically, like Super 6 in England, you get five points if you get the score correctly, and two points if you get the result correct. Mm-hmm. Um, without further ado, Craig... Dundee United, Dundee United. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Dundee v Air United. What do you think the score is going to be? Two 0 to Air. Two 0 to Air. Bold. Okay. Um, Billy. Oh, got a tough game. Um, probably. Can I go postponed? Is that just? <laughs> I'm going to suggest. Really have to give us a result, a score <laughs> result, please. Um, <sighs> tough one. I think Dundee will just edge it. Two one Dundee. Uh, R.D. Durman. As all my friends call me. <laughs> um, I think it will be 3-1 to Dundee. Uh, Matt, I've went for uh, one each. Uh, 
And uh, finally myself, I have written down already my score prediction. 6-2 to Dundee. Oh, you're getting no points this week. Yep. Um, I'm feeling a thrilling game. The next game, also in the championship. Also in the championship. Inverness, Aloha. Craig, your prediction. I'm going to go for 2-1 to Aloha. Continue their form. Pipping down Inverness. Billy. Depends which Inverness turns up. Looks like Caledonian Thistle. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, very funny. Um, I'm going to go uh, one each. Sure. Yeah, I think I'm going to go enough on each. I think it's going to be a snooze first. And Matt? Yeah, I'll go with 2-0 Inverness. I think they'll turn up. And I'm going for one each also. Which takes us to the Premiership. Kilmarnock, Motherwell, Craig. And continuing with my, my trend of uh, two away wins so far, I'm going to go for a third away win. Um, two and three now. Billy. Um. Bounce back effect for Kelly with a new manager, but not enough to win um, one each. Sure. Yeah, um, I'm going to say 2-1 Kelly. I think Kelly will bounce back under Tommy Wright. And Matt. Uh, I think this is going to be the snooze fest. I'm going for 0-0. Um, I'm going to go 3-0 to Motherwell because Kelly are gash and they're going to keep being gash. Uh, the next game, Livingston Hamilton. It's going to be a, a really exciting end to end game here. 4 2. Oh. Um, oh, I, think, I think it could be a good game. Uh, again, I think I'm going to go for another draw. I'm going to go two each. Um, I'm going to go Livingston. To Hamilton 1. And I'm going to go with 1 0 Livingston. Uh, I'll give you I'll give you 2 1 to Livingston as well. Which takes us to our final game St. Mirren Celtic. I think um, we, we upset in the cards here. Um. 1 0 St. Mirren. As I said on <clears throat> on Saturday when I predicted the, the Celtic Motherwell game, Celtic to win, but just 2 1 Celtic. Um, I'm going to go with a 1 0 draw. I think um, St. Mirren will cause Celtic problems. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna join Craig with an upset and say uh, Celtic to win, like four one. This time though. Finally, it's my turn. I'm gonna go uh, dazzling Celtic seven nil seven. You just not uh, want any points in this game. I don't <laughs> want any points in this game. No, honestly, I've gone bold. 
I've gone bold and you'll all be eating hats at the end of the week, okay? Are we going to go through last week's results? And, uh, or we just not mentioned it. Well, I'll tell I'll, I'll I'll tell you the scores from last week. <clears throat> so, uh, sitting rock bottom of the table uh, with scores of six is myself and Dure. Not a great week for us. Do you mean fourth and fifth uh, in the Craig, table? Craig, Craig, uh, resoundingly quite ahead of us on eleven <laughs> points. And topping the table in a joint first place is Matt and Billy with 13 points. Uh, do you want to explain to Thank the you. viewers how we tracked the point system, Ferg? I uh, already, already did oh. that. Actually, if you listened, just, if you paid just, well, just work it out. I already, I already did it, so I'm not going to repeat oh, myself. You, sorry, and, <laughs> and, yeah, we're going to say goodbye. So, Matt. Yeah, I just uh, hope we all have a good week. Um, see you. hopefully some good fixtures to look forward to. We'll see you then. Bill. Hi, good night. May the ball roll kindly. Craig. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, follow us on all our socials. Uh, you'll find them in the links in our bios. Um, and thanks again to Ryan for the, the intro. And Mr. Excitement. Well, you know me. Um, I just want to thank everyone again for taking the opportunity to listen to us. And thanks again to Ryan for the intro and outro, which you'll hear after Ferg's final wishes. Um, yeah. And again, as always, we've had fun. I hope you have fun listening to our exciting chats. Um, and we'll catch you on Thursday, I think. Goodbye. Goodbye.